Blog Talk Radio. For all your college football needs, check out GoForTheTwo.com. Get the latest with college football insider Joe Lisi only at GoForTheTwo.com. Today, welcome to the Weekly Blitz. I'm your host, Joe Lisi. This is part of the Go for the Two Network. We're going to talk about a marquee matchup, week number one of the college football season, Wisconsin taking on Alabama. But today's show is sponsored by Jersey Pump. Are you a gladiator or a spectator? Step into the arena of life at jerseypump.com. Alabama has not lost an opening season game since 2001. They dropped that game in 2001 to the UCLA Bruins. Andrew Snow at the quarterback position, Freddie Millens at the wide receiver position. It was a shootout in the Rose Bowl, but Alabama coming out on the losing end of that game, that was the last time the Alabama Crimson Tide lost an opening season game And it's an incredible matchup, week number one, as Alabama takes on Big Ten opponent Wisconsin. Paul Chris, the former Pitt head coach who was the offensive coordinator with Wisconsin, now coming back home with Barry Alvarez and the Wisconsin Badgers. Can he bring Wisconsin a national championship? We're going to have to see. We're going to be joined today by a very special guest. He got it done in Camp Randall. He got it done in Madison. Talking about a guy that was a standout for the Badgers from 2001 through 2004, former Wisconsin running back Anthony A.D. Davis will be joining me. Just an outstanding career in Madison. We'll get his take about the program, what he feels about new head coach Paul Christ. I asked his former teammate, Lee Evans, another standout, former big play wide receiver at Wisconsin, what he thought about Paul Christ. His thoughts were he thinks he's the right guy for the job to bring dominance back to Madison. Now, that's not to take away from what former head coach Gary Anderson did there, but when you look at their resume last year, they won the games they were supposed to win. They did not step up in big games. Talking about that Big Ten championship game, dropped that ball game 59 to nothing. opening week against LSU, had the Mad Hatter and the LSU Tigers on the ropes, but they could not close the door, and therefore Wisconsin dropping their season opening game last year to LSU 28-24. to But the game that really stands out, if you're a Wisconsin fan, that you really feel you had no reason to lose that game, was the game in Ryan Field on the road to Northwestern. They dropped that ball game, a very disappointing loss, for the team, for the coaching staff. Melvin Gordon couldn't get it done, but there was no way Wisconsin should have lost that game to Northwestern. They created turnovers, something that they've done on the road or on a neutral field site last year. That turnover problem really bit this team overall. 
They finished the 2014 season with minus 13 in turnover margin on the road or on a neutral field site. That's a recipe for disaster. There's no way you can commit that many turnovers and still find ways to win ball games, especially in three games. It's very, very disappointing to say the least if you're a Badger fan. The one thing that Paul Chris brings to the table is his offensive ingenuity, the way he developed quarterback Russell Wilson in terms of the play-action passing game. That's something that Joel Stavi is going to need to really take his game to the next level in 2015. When you look at the passing attack by Wisconsin overall, they could not stretch teams vertically. Talking about teams like LSU with a solid secondary, teams like Ohio State with a solid defensive front and solid quarterbacks that could play man-to-man coverage could not stretch those teams vertically. What it did was it made the offense one-dimensional. Defenses put eight in the box. They lined up against Melvin Gordon in that, that offensive line that, that was dominant at times, and that's how they were able to beat the Wisconsin Badgers last year. Now, when you look at what Barry Alvarez did in that season-ending victory over an SEC opponent in Auburn, that was an eye-opener. He utilized a screen game, utilized Melvin Gordon out in the flat, something that Gary Anderson really didn't do in his offensive scheme. Keep in mind as well, when you look at Gary Anderson last year, he wasn't used to a prototypical play-action quarterback. He had Chucky Keaton at Utah State. Something that he utilized, he utilized his mobility. You talk about the two quarterbacks that he had last year, Joel Stavi, who came on in the middle of last season, and Tanner McAvoy, who was thought to be mobile, but finished the season at safety, didn't have a lot of work at the quarterback position when he started that game against LSU. So that was the one thing that Gary Anderson sort of showed his inexperience with was really taking the quarterbacks to the next level. So uh, that's going to be a cause of concern if you're a Badger fan as the team opens up against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, when you look at Alabama, they haven't lost a game since 2001 season opening game, but this is possibly one of their toughest opponents in recent years. I know they started off last year with West Virginia, but this is a tougher Wisconsin team then West Virginia was at the start of last season. So I think that when you look at this game overall, uh, this is going to be a very difficult matchup for the Alabama Crimson Tide. It should be uh, a very run-heavy offense in Wisconsin, and that's something that if you're a Wisconsin fan, you want to try and exploit. You want to try and wear down an Alabama defense that gave up 104 rushing yards per game. But there's a silver lining in that, in that game when you, when you look at it. And I'll get into that in a little bit, but I want to welcome him on the line now. He's been on the show before, former standout for the Wisconsin Badgers, A.D. Anthony Davis. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Joe, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me on the show. Always a pleasure. Love talking about Big Ten and Wisconsin football with you. Spring ball's over, Anthony. Now the dog days of summer are upon us. But Wisconsin, new head coach in Paul Christ, new optimism, and they open up their 2015 campaign against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Give me your quick thoughts about what Paul Christ brings to the table, in your opinion. 
I think he brings a lot of offensive knowledge and obviously the ability to develop quarterbacks, uh, something we could have used for the past couple of years. But I think you'll see a major difference in in Joel Stave just just with having uh, an offseason, a spring to work with Coach Chris. I think you'll see a lot better uh, decision making out of Stave this year, and then you'll notice a you'll notice a big change. I mean, he does a great job of mentoring quarterbacks and teaching offense and I think uh I think you'll I think you'll see that. I I'm in agreement with you. You can look at when he was the offensive coordinator with Brett Bielma and his development of Russell Wilson. You saw the success that he brought Russell Wilson in the play-action passing game really took his game to the next level. And you mentioned Joel Stavi. I know he had the injuries last year that sort of curtailed him early part of the season, but Tanner McAvoy, who started the year at quarterback, really didn't have a lot of a game experience per se. He ended the year as safety. He's penciled in to be a, a starter at that point. But you look at Paul Chris' ingenuity in the offense, it's going to be a little added dimension as opposed to what Gary Anderson had last year. And I, and I think that's where you'll see a change in this Wisconsin offense. I know the optimism. I spoke to your former teammate, Lee Evans, who feels that Paul Chris is going to take this team to the next level. Do you feel like Wisconsin has the tools in place to possibly make a Big Ten championship run next year, even without Melvin Gordon? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I, I... You know, I think we're we're starting to put some key pieces in uh, into the puzzle on defense. And last year, I think uh, we had you know the three four D. We instilled the three four defense that we've put in. We're starting to get some of the key elements to it. So three four defensive ends, uh, a nose, a true nose tackle. Um, you know, the, we got some some good linebackers and we're returning our entire secondary. So I think, uh, I think, you know, you'll see some good things from this team. Uh, I think on offense, there's still some questions to be answered. Uh, I think we'll be, we'll, we, I know we'll be solid at running back with Corey Clement. Um, and I know, you know, our offensive line play is going to be outstanding. You know, it's a question of young receivers that have to step up. And obviously, the quarterback has to do a better job of making uh, making good decisions and closing out games and and not getting uh, no costly turnovers. And I think you'll see that with a, a mentor like Paul Chris. So I think this is a great a great starting point for him. And uh, I'm excited about what the new year will bring. I'm looking at our schedule, and obviously, we open up with a tough Alabama team that's going to come in. Uh, <laughs> they're going to come in pretty fired up. You know, after that loss to Old State last year, so uh, I expect the dog fight and uh, Saban's a former Big Ten coach. So you know, the type of the way they play football and the way we play football should be a very good game. Should be a classic uh, physical I, game. I'm agree- is what you want to see. I'm in agreement with you. I think it's going to be a great game, and I I really think Alabama is going to be in a in a in a tough tough battle. And I'll tell you why in a, in a little bit. But you mentioned the defense. Great, great statistical defense last year. Finished the season fourth best overall statistical defense in the country, only allowing 294 total yards per game. That's an incredible stat when you think of the spread offenses today in college football. So they really stepped up. The one thing that I was surprised about under Gary Anderson is ball security, Anthony. They finished the year minus nine in turnover margin, and more importantly, in 
in, on the road or on a neutral field site, the margin was minus 13. You know as well as anybody, you cannot win road games when you're turning the ball over as much as they did in their three losses. They, they turned the ball over 10 to 1. You can't win ball games like that. Were you shocked by that statistic? Because that really isn't Wisconsin football. No, it, it definitely isn't, you know, and that's why I said, you know, um, one of the things that we typically do and we, we hang our hats on in Wisconsin, a program pretty, was built upon solid fundamental football, you know, being in the right position, protecting the football and getting turnovers on defense. And that, that simple recipe right there can win you a lot of football games. And we have uh, – I was a little surprised to see that. You know, I saw some erratic play um, in some of those games, but I also saw some, you know, being careless with the football. You know, those types of things are uh, – it, it, it's important that, that those things don't happen. You know, if good teams, even even on the road, even in hostile situations, even late in the season when the body and the mind is fatigued, it's important that you never lose track of your fundamentals. And I think that's something you'll see with a Paul Chris team, you know, because he's a Wisconsin guy. I, I agree with that again, and you hit on those points. You, you talked about Paul Chris being a Wisconsin guy. You look at Gary Anderson overall, I was a little shocked uh, that the that the staff overall picked him not not for his body of work. He had a great resume at Utah State, but you look at the big ball games that he did in fact coach him. You look at that Big Ten championship game last year against Ohio State. I felt like he was out coached because that was the biggest game of Gary Anderson's career. When you look at it, he never really faced a, a top ten opponent. Never really played a big bowl game, you know, took Utah State two victories in their bowl game. But you look at the other side and Urban Meyer with a resume with back-to-back national championships at Florida, been in big ball games before. And I felt like that's where Gary Anderson's weakness came came forward in that game. And um, i just shocked that he didn't seem to me like a Wisconsin guy. Were you shocked as well, along with former players, that – uh, Barry Alvarez and the school itself went in the way of uh, uh, Gary Anderson last year? I was not shocked uh, because I know uh, I know Alvy, I know Coach Alvarez is going to, you know, w- would typically lean towards a great defensive-minded coach. Uh, coach Anderson was a great defensive-minded coach. Uh, he was a pretty humble guy that I think the players would respond to uh, he was a big picture guy, and he also uh, was a good recruiter. You know, he was a great recruiter. So I wasn't really shocked as much as, as other people were when they, um, you know, when they, when they made that selection. Now, in terms of fit, in terms of the Midwest culture, and in terms of the what you know West Coast culture, and some of the things he was able to do um, at Utah State, and and versus what he was able to do at Wisconsin. You know, that's another story. You know, taking those factors into consideration uh, is another story. You know, being able to to sign the recruits that he wants and tapping into the JUCO system, uh, being able to do that at Wisconsin, you know, not so much. So, you know, from that standpoint, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, you know, a little shocked from a defensive standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, uh, from a mentality standpoint, I think he was, for the most part, he was a good match. You know, there, there, was, there was some other things that I didn't think necessarily aligned with 
necessarily aligned with what uh what it was gonna take to continue and uh and really take the program to that next level. But you know, I, I all in all I respect Coach Anderson a lot. You know, I think he's a good football mind. Um I can't hold the Ohio State game over his head. I honestly think uh when I watched that game, O State took the field and when I watched that game, I said, I, if they play like this, there's not one team in the country that, that can beat these guys. And when I saw that game and they beat us by that many points, I said, these guys are going to win a national championship. I just don't see anyone, the way they're playing with combined with the athletes they have and the ability they have, don't see anyone hanging hanging with them. So. When you look at that game last year, I don't think there was one fan expert analyst that thought that Ohio State would really manhandle Wisconsin in the way that they did. I I mean, to say that you think that Wisconsin would lose by 59 points when they were playing solid football, I don't think there's one person in the country that saw that game coming, the lopsided victory, and that's, again, what brought – with Ohio State, the opportunity to get into the playoff because it was the the margin of victory. I think that if that game was seventeen to thirteen, I, I do believe in fact TCU would have been there instead of Ohio State. So uh, I'm not shocked that they got there because of the way they won. And I agree with you. Once I saw that game unfold, I knew that they were going to beat Alabama. I didn't think that this was the same Alabama team last year that it was in years past. They had some issues in terms of turnover margin. Rushing defense was not the same. So I'm in agreement with you in that regard. When you look at Wisconsin overall, you mentioned that Joe Stavi has to take his game to the next level. You look at their losses last year. There was three of them on, on a neutral field site against LSU on the road against Northwestern and on a neutral field site against Ohio State, the team failed to pass for over 190 games in those three losses and as a whole was ranked 118th in the country, averaging only 148 passing yards per game. That number has to get better for Wisconsin to compete. What is the one area, and we mentioned play action, but what do you feel Paul Chris brings in terms of the quarterbacks? Is it more uh, film film breakdown, his play calling? What is the thing that you feel he'll add in terms of the passing game? I think he will add, uh, you will see a difference in the quarterback's ability to go, to go through a progression. Um, and, and, and his ability, he's good at one, molding the offense around the quarterback's skill set and finding ways to incorporate the quarterback's strengths into the offense, but also teach them how to be a good game manager. You know, when, when you know what, i got to throw the ball away. i got to get the ball out of my hand. I can't take a sack here. We're in field goal range. You know, when to be a good game manager, but you also see Coach Chris mold the offense around the guys who he has in the locker room, you know. So and I know if you can you can go back to the Russell Wilson, uh, the quick, but but most certainly exciting Russell Wilson era of football. One of the only times I've ever seen Wisconsin come out in four or five wides or in, in an empty set or you know that that's just was unheard of in Wisconsin football. You know, but he actually uh, he, he would he would come out and run spread out spread offense spread passing concepts. West Coast passing concepts. I uh, threw the ball to the backs a lot. I mean, he just, you know, he made he maxed out guys' potential within 
his locker room, within his unit. And that's what I love about him. He's going to get the most out of his players. Great point. And we should see that. You're absolutely right when he said he mixes up formations as good as anybody. And we'll oh. see how he how he matches wits with Kirby Smart, defensive coordinator for Alabama week one. And I'll tell you this, Anthony, I'm going to jump into Alabama right now because I'm chopping at the bit in terms of week number one matchups. But I'll say this. When you look at this Alabama team overall, they they had top 11 rushing defense in the country. They, they were ranked 11th overall with 104 rushing yards per game they allowed. But you look at the step up in competition. As those games got harder and harder for the Alabama Crimson Tide, they gave up more and more rushing yards. Against Mississippi State, 138. Against Tennessee, 181. Against LSU, it was 183. Against their in-state rival, Auburn, it was 174. And in that playoff against Ohio State, they broke down and, and surrendered 281 rushing yards per game. So when you look at this team overall, you know that Wisconsin is going to challenge Alabama on the, on the offensive side of the ball physicality-wise. They're going to try and run the football. If they get success early, it could be a long day for Alabama. They might be on the field a lot longer than what they think. Any quick thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those type of games. It's going to be a ball control type of game. You know, if, they, if, we, can, if we can establish our run game, uh, with the different shifts and formation that Coach Chris brings to the table, I mean it's it's going to you're going to see a lot of misdirection. You're going to see some a gap power, um, and with the type of runner Clement is, I mean, I think this is a great fit. You know, it should be it should be a great matchup. You know, I think you're really going to you're really going to see so you're going to see some good old fashioned hard nosed smash mouth football. You know, and and you know. The team that's the most physical is probably going to win, you know. You talk, you talk about Corey Clement. He's 5'11", 217. Is he the next great Wisconsin back? You know, big shoes to fill with Melvin Gordon, but you look at some of the others, Monty Ball, James White. Talk to me about Clement. Who does he remind you of? Does he remind you of any of the great Wisconsin backs that, that we've witnessed, including yourself? What do you like about Clement that you feel he'll break out in 2015? Uh, he's a very angry runner. Uh, that's one thing I really respect about his game. He's a very angry runner, a very what I would describe as a very tenacious runner. He's very hungry, and you can tell every time he touches the ball, he's trying to get to the end zone. Uh, he's a no-nonsense type of back. I think he's a, you know, he's not going to dance around too much, but he's elusive, and he can get the ball upfield, and he can break tackles. And he, I think he can wear a defense down, which is ultimately what you look for in terms of a back in, in, in our offense. I don't know if I can if I can compare him, if I can find one to compare him to. You know, he's got, you know, he's got the toughness and, and, and good feet, of, of a P.J. Hill, but he's I think he's more athletic and he's faster. You know, and if you look at the guy, the guy looks like, you know, he looks like an offspring of, of the Incredible Hulk. The, the guy is pretty well put together, you know. So you got to – he he's he's a dynamic back. You know, I think uh, one of the things I'm going to be looking for is, you know, who's going to step up in that two role. You know, who's going to step up coming off the bench, you know. And, and, and really be that change of pace back because it's going to take more, you know, it's going to take more than more than uh, more than once. So, 
Should be interesting, to say the least. Now, you look at the offensive line, always big physical offensive lines, every player averaging over 310, 315. But you look, they have two guys coming back on that deep, uh, offensive line. Do you feel like this unit can gel early with only two starters coming back, or do you feel like it, it might take them a while to get acclimated? What's the one thing that they can do in this offseason or that the coaching staff does to make sure that that offensive line is hitting on all cylinders week number one? Honestly, um, that's tough. You know, I think, you know, for me, in terms of unit play, especially offensive line, um, the best thing they can do is, is, is get some live action and some scrimmaging and, and put them in some uh, some high-pressure situations, some situational-type scrimmages uh, during uh, fall training camp, you know, because nothing, there's nothing you can substitute for game experience, you know. So anytime you have young players – and you are, and they are starting uh, for the first time in, in, in a big game, or playing for the first time together in a big game. You know that game experience is what's going to serve them best. You know, but if you, but I would say, you know, high pressure situational scrimmaging needs to take place in training camp to kind of put them, you know, to put them in, in some situations. You know, where they have to think and, and think fast and. Uh, work in the presence of crowd noise and better believe that place is going to be rocking. So It'll be a neutral field site, which I think is a benefit to Wisconsin, number one. I'll tell you what else I think is a benefit, too. The fact that they beat Auburn last year in the bowl game, I know a lot of those players are gone, but that gave them a confidence. It was an SEC opponent. They've been knocking at the door for years now, playing the SEC very tough. You could look at week number one against LSU, but couldn't take the next step in terms of closing the door. So that Barry Alvarez did a great job in keeping that team focused, and that's a momentum builder that this team can now take into that week one matchup against Alabama. Do you feel the same way, or do you feel there's something else that they can carry with them week number one? No, absolutely. I think those type of wins, those are statement wins, especially especially when you, you know, during the current state of college football, when the SEC is the premier conference and, you know, all other conferences are supposed to bow to this conference. And, you know, to get that win and really make a statement, you know, the Big Ten can play with anybody, you know, so I think that's a that was a statement game not just for Wisconsin but also for the conference as well. You know, so you carry that momentum from the bowl game into the into the season opener, and knowing you know you got guys that are battle tested. I mean, it's it you know they played two SEC opponents in in one season. You know, so two typically two of the SEC West best team they played in one season. You know, and I and they played think, them tough. They play and they them played tough. them tough. So, Melvin doesn't go down. I think that LSU game is a different. I think we're, it's a different outcome. You know, that's my opinion. Um, but I think Melvin Gordon doesn't go down. We're talking about a different outcome of that game. So I think, I think they're right where they need where they need to be. Uh, it will be a tough game, but if they stick to their fundamentals, I think it'll. I think they'll be okay. 
I think they will be. I'm not, I'm not giving predictions now, but we're just wetting the palate here, Anthony. You know you're going to be on throughout the season as it comes closer to this week one matchup. But the one thing, when you look at Alabama overall last year, they did compile a 5-2 and two overall road record, but their average margin of victory was only 12.2 points per game compared to their seven home victories where their average margin of victory was 30 points per game. So not the same team at home as they are on the road, this Alabama team last year. They're going to be starting with a new quarterback. They're going to have to replace Amari Cooper, have to replace T.J. Yeldon. A lot of main cogs on that offense. They do have two sophomores and a, a freshman on that O-line. So in my opinion, this is not an, you know going to be just an, a plug-and-play type of Alabama team. I want to get your feeling because I feel like a lot of fans and a lot of experts just expect players to come in, and what I mean by that is plug and play. I don't think so. I I think it takes a while for these players to get acclimated to the system. It takes a while for the offense or defensive coordinators to get acclimated with the strengths and weaknesses of new players, and coordinators are, are as good as their talent, but they're also like pitchers that they have to get into a rhythm in terms of play calling based off that talent. Do you agree with that statement? And, and if you don't, that's fine. Just give me your take on it. I agree wholeheartedly, and I'll, I will use Ohio State as an example. You know, if you watch that Virginia Tech game, you can see that there were multiple units on that uh, on that field that were out of sync. You know, but then you, st- you then when you start to see them gel, you know, even with a quarterback going, you know, they have a one quarterback go down, another quarterback comes in. And they figure out how to how to uh, mold the offense a little bit towards his skill set. He goes down at the end of the season, and now you see this other quarterback come in, and now the offense becomes something totally different. You know, so I think it's it, it, it's it's a matter of 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 getting into a rhythm, getting your guys into a rhythm. And as a coach, obviously, you're right, calling plays. You know, calling the right plays. In the right uh, in the right situations where you're where you're putting your unit in the best position to win, you know, and that's that's the tough part about being a coordinator is, is finding that rhythm and finding that gel. But uh, in what we would like to call big time college sports, uh, it's expected, <laughs> you know, they're high expectations. So it, it's you know they they they're not going to be patient. You got to find that gel fast, otherwise you'd be fighting and scrapping to get to a low-level bowl game. So, Great point. It's amazing, isn't it? It used to be like a three- or four-year plan. Now it's a one- or two-year plan where fans, ADs, they all want instant success. It's really incredible when you think about it overall because it never used to be like that. It used to be where coaches were given the opportunity to get in their recruiting classes, get those guys in that they want, and now it's expected that, well, if the, you have to win with the former coaches' players, and, and it could be the same system, but you have to call, call a game differently. And that's where I say, like, you look at a team like Florida State where it, that loses a defensive coordinator like Jeremy Pruitt from their national championship game, uh, team, and he moves on to Georgia and gives great success to that defense, and everybody said, well, Charles Kelly, he's on the staff. He's calling the same type of, you know, defense that Jeremy Pruitt was. And I said, well, it's not the same because just because a coordinator's calling the same type of offense, spread, single back, wishbone, or defense is calling the same type of defense, 3-4, 
4-3, whatever it may be. You're seeing the game through a different set of eyes, meaning the way you look Absolutely. at a game, Anthony, is, is different than the way I might look at a game. So if we're both calling offensive plays, maybe on first down, I want to play action, whereas you want to run, uh, uh, you know, uh, off tackle. It, it might be yep. different. On the defensive side of the ball, you might want to blitz, and I might want to play zone. Do you see that as well? I mean, do you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, um, you have to factor in that everyone is different. Everyone sees things differently, uh, has a different, even though the system and the calls, they may have the same calls made available to them, but when they put, when they make those calls, it's going to be different. You know, like you said, when I call a blitz or when I call a zone dog, on defense is going to be different than when I just call a base defense or, you know, um, on offense. You know, I may say, you know what, it's second and less than five. Let's go, let's let's take a shot down the field where someone who's more conservative might say, you know what, let's run the ball and get it to a third and short. You know, so that's incredible. That's yeah, when you look at college football as a whole, that's that's the one thing that I don't think fans take into account enough. And when they look at these coordinators that come in with instant success, it really puts a lot of pressure on coaches that are coming into tough spots. It's one thing when you have dominant talent like in Alabama or like schools that have top five recruiting classes that can just – have the best players at every position. It's another thing when you, you you have mediocre to average players and have to coach those players up to another level. That's where I think the real coaching comes in. So we'll see. I, I mean, I think Wisconsin's in a great situation here with Paul Chris. He's going to bring in his recruits. He's going to bring in his guys. How does it feel, though, as a former standout in Wisconsin former guy who got it done each and every week in Camp Randall. How does it feel to have the Big Ten sitting on top with the bullseye on its back entering the 2015 season? I mean, honestly, I think I like it. You know, I love that. That's what I want. You know, I, I want the Ten to return to what I what I know it should be. You know, I know every – I understand how football is and there's different eras, but the Big Ten has always been a tough – physical conference, and that's what I see it getting back to. You know, Old State may run a spread attack, but they, they play pretty physical. They will jam the ball down your throat. You know, you saw that. Uh, you know what we do. You know, uh, Michigan with hardball coming back. I'm excited about that. I see Minnesota run and put a power run game in, you know, so I'm excited about that. I just want the conference to get back to what it, to, to what it, it, it has come to define it. You know, uh, and 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 just play play inside your own ability. You know, and Big Ten has been a power physical conference with great defense, and and that's what I that's what I expect this year. You know, I'm excited to see Wisconsin football. I love I love the fact that we're opening up the season with Alabama. I think it's another statement game, another great opportunity uh, for some young men to go out there and. and and, and deliver a statement, you know, make a statement. So, Dallas should be jumping, Anthony, week number one of the college football season because I can tell you this, Arlington will be unbelievable atmosphere for the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Wisconsin Badgers. I can't wait to break it down. 
the last week of August with you, but always a pleasure when you're on the show. I love your insight and your input. One of the best college football minds out there. Always a pleasure joining me today. You're always welcome on the show. I hope you enjoyed it today. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I love coming on the, on the show and talking college football. So anytime, anytime. Man. I appreciate. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That was former Big Ten standout running back Anthony Davis, who tore it up in Camp Randall back in 2001 through 2004. Leading rusher for the Badgers. If anybody knows Barry Alvarez, it is Anthony Davis, former player under Alvarez who built that program to what it is today and now sitting at the AD level and getting that victory over Auburn, just a marquee victory for the program. You heard his thoughts about the quarterback play for Joel Stalin. He needs to step up and take his game to the next level. He feels like Paul Christ is the guy to do it. Great head coach, great offensive mind that was there under Brett Bielma. Now he's calling the shots in Wisconsin. Can they upset the Alabama Crimson Tide week number one? We're going to see. I think it's going to be a very difficult ball game for Alabama, but we'll break that down a little bit later in the summer. As always, stay with me all season long. We have a great lineup for you this week and next on the Weekly Blitz. College football is the best. I just love talking about it. Have a great weekend, everyone.